0: welcome to tell me more tell me more the podcast i'm your host leah and i'm your host Dacia and this is a movie musical podcast where we watch a movie musical and then we talk about it happy new year happy 2022 i hope it's been good so far, I don't know. It's been like 10 days. Yeah, so you may be wondering where we were all of December. <laughs> um, if, if you don't follow our Twitter or Instagram, you wouldn't know, but uh, we we needed to take a break because I wasn't feeling well for yeah the last two months. But we're back, hello, <laughs> with January, that's right. J A N E W WERY. And we're starting with, you know, oh, well, okay, to explain what that is, um, <laughs> it's just the month where we like explore new musicals, essentially, musicals that came out in 2021. And we're starting with Encanto. So strap in. Do you have, I mean, <laughs> having a history with this is kind of <laughs> hard because it just came out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I will say any history we have is based on just being saturated by TikToks about it before it even like seeing the movie. Like I knew that it was coming up. I was like, oh, Disney movie, you know. And then they started to release the songs, and it was like, oh, flavor, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of, a little bit of so- something, but it's Lynn Manuel Miranda, so of course, um, yeah. And I think, I think Alex Blackamore is in there as well, somewhere. He's always nearby. These songs have like, his foot in them, so I was just like, okay, I need to watch this movie. What about you? Uh,
0: Truly, I just knew that it was a movie that was coming out, and then I think Stephanie like, was doing interviews and stuff, and I was like, oh, okay, she's playing the... Protagonist, that's fun and exciting for her. And that's all I really knew. We watched the opening number together like weeks and weeks yeah. ago. Um and outside of that, I think I've seen like a couple people talk about the um the sister song, the one the trip trip, da 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 the one that we'll get to mm-hmm. it, but that one and being like, you know older sister struggles, yada yada. I don't know. I don't, I can't relate. (laughs) I'm the youngest, but like, um, (laughs) yeah, that's kind of all I was seeing um, in terms of the whole movie really. But I was still excited to see it because yeah, Lin-Manuel Miranda, I figured that it would be, you know, at least decent. Also, people are obsessed with, we don't talk about Bruno. so. Even yeah. though I hadn't heard it at the time, I knew that much. I was like, okay, people really like that song. People think it's like the best Disney song ever written. Okay, cool, 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 cool.
1: <laughs> I think I think it's like the whole movie. Mm-hmm. It's just like a, just a little bit different the songs, so I think everyone's just like, oh yes, we can get into this, um, and it's so. It's it's very nice and upbeat, for like the year that we've had, even though it's dealing yeah. with like some serious topics. Just like to have like the brightness and the colors and all of these things, just yeah, it makes you feel good mostly. <laughs> People cry <laughs> in this movie, but <laughs> uh, so this movie it's not set in modern times, though that can be. debated, I guess, because the place that they are, which is the Encanto, that protects them, is like this closed off region uh, in Colombia. And I think it's set... uh, I'm not exactly sure of the time period, but it feels colonial, so I'm just gonna go with that. So, do we open on Mirabel? Yes, we do. We open on the on story of the past. That's what's happening. So we have um, the grandmother, who is Alma Madrigal, talking to a very uh, young child, five-year-old Mirabel. It is the day of her um, gift ceremony. I, I think that's what it's called. Um, but she is going to be blessed with uh, miracles. Alma goes and explains uh, the story which is there was a tragedy that involved her husband and when she was younger and uh, she was carrying her three first children in her arms when the husband passed away and at that same time the candle that she had with her was blessed blessed them rather with a miracle, it gave them their house and formed the encanto around them to protect them from awful outside forces. And that magic continues through their family and once they reach 5 years old, each Madrigal child is given a gift from, from the magic and is given a door. In the house that they live in, known as Casita, and who is who is sentient, <laughs> Casita <Yeah. laughs> has something. <a line. laughs> They're getting ready to go to the ceremony, and it's Mirabel's turn. She touches the candle. She promises to uh, continue to strengthen their community, but she goes to the door, and then the door starts to fade away and we don't know what that means yet because now we go to 15 year old Mirabel who is getting ready to go about her day she gets ready and you see like she communicates well with Casita again the sentient house <laughs> she like it, it gets like it brings like her shoes to her like it uh, opens the door um, she is still in that room that she had when she was five years old. Um, She goes down and goes to get ready and we see these group of children running up because we find out that this is also a special day. It is her her youngest cousin's ceremony that day. Mm -hmm. The children are asking a bunch of questions. What's the gift? Who has these gifts? What gifts are what? Who is who? And... Mirabelle takes the time it. to a explain to fire. them. rapid fire, a rapid fire,
0: sort of like just like a quick rundown of like everything and everyone, and yeah, yeah.
1: And that <laughs> is done welcome in the song to the, family, "The Family Madrigal."
0: Madrigal, welcome to the family, Madrigal. And everybody has a gift. <laughs> <laughs> um, essentially, uh, we have like. Her mother, who can heal people with her food. Um, mm-hmm. Her aunt, who controls the weather, I guess, or can yeah. control the weather. Um, mm-hmm. We don't talk about Bruno yet. and Who is her uncle. <laughs> who is her um, uncle. And then her sisters are, like, the perfect one that makes flowers and the strong one that is strong. And... Yeah. Her cousins—one that shapeshifts like into different people, um, mm-hmm. and the one that can hear everything. Yes. I love her. She's so cute.
1: <laughs> Dolores. <laughs> yeah, I so, love her.
0: Um,
1: it is Antonio, who is her very youngest cousin. It's his gift day, um, so he hasn't gotten his uh, gift yet. He—you can see that Abuela uh, dresses him. Um, and is checking on like his suit. He has like a little suit. He's so cute. Um, <laughs> but you can see, uh, just like the roles that everyone kind of plays in the town as as they go about their day, except for Bruno, because we don't talk about Bruno yet. And mm-hmm. so, at the end of the song, the kids are asking like. Wait, you told us all of these people. What's your gift? And uh, <laughs> Mirabel's kind of avoiding it until she gets back to the house and Dolores, it pipes up and informs them that Mirabel didn't get a gift. So,
0: like, again, she's so adorable. But, like, <laughs> but like throughout the whole time, because, like, Mirabel's like, really, like, Haha! Ignoring that question. Welcome to the family. <laughs> so she continues to sing, and she's like, "Anyways, gotta go." Um, and then, like, one of the kids is like, "But what is your gift?" And like, the daughter just like, she speaks so softly, and that I think that's part of like the charm for me. She's just like, "Oh, she didn't get one," and then we just move on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but. One of my favorite lines is uh, when Mirabelle is just like reassuring the kids, like, I'm just as special as the rest of my family. And then you see the family doing all of these fantastic things in the house, and one little girl is just like, "Uh, Maybe your gift is being in denial. It's like, (laughs) Jesus.
0: (laughs) Ruthless. Uh,
1: But uh, everyone is preparing the house. For Antonio's gift ceremony. That's what they're all doing. Isabella is making all the flowers. Peppa is uh, panicking. I think part because she wants to make sure that this day is perfect. I think there's a lot of pressure that she's feeling on behalf of Antonio because of how Mirabel's gift ceremony went. And so it's like, we have to make sure that everything goes right today because everything is like Antonio is literally the make or break. Like he is the deciding factor as to whether or not the gift is finished for the Mirabels.
0: Like it, I <laughs> like I was finding it hard to like reconcile that Mirabel is like the second youngest in because like what because like the the old like Antonio's older brother looks younger. Tamero.
1: He, yeah. They're the same age. I think Camilo is maybe like a couple months older. So I okay. think he had his ceremony beforehand, but they're both 15. Right. Um, okay.
0: Because I was like, really? Like, did, did we skip? What's happening? So yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. It's it's literally Isabella is 22. Um, Dolores is 21. Uh, Luisa is 19. And then Camilo and Mirabella are 15. And then Antonio mm. is 5. I learned this. I was very, very like I need to understand because I was trying to figure out why is it so important that like Isabella is getting there's a there's a side um, so Mariano is someone who's introduced in the Family Madrigal song briefly. He is um, smitten with Isabella, and we can see that there's like some plot for him to like be with her, date her, potentially marry her, uh, but that's mm-hmm. later. At the moment now, we get to see a bit of how Mirabelle interacts with the rest of her family. Um, Louisa is constantly busy um, and so kind of just shifts around uh, Mirabelle. Uh, Isabella actively <laughs> doesn't seem to like her. Um, yeah,
0: that's a surprise <laughs> if I'm being honest. Because, like, based on what I assumed based on what i knew um mm-hmm. of the movie before watching it i thought like cuz she's perfect or whatever i thought like part of it was that she was going to be like the super nice like super mm-hmm. sweet like kind of like it's hard to hate her but it that makes it easier to hate her if that makes sense yeah
1: you know what i mean but i th- yeah but i feel like that is in part influenced by Alma, the grandmother, Yeah, because she actively, like, and maybe she doesn't mean to, but you can see that she treats Mirabelle significantly different to the rest of the family. Like, she just kind of, maybe you should, she's kind of like always like, maybe you should sit this one out. Maybe you should just stay like out if of she the could thing. she'd be
0: like can you move out
1: <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> literally it's so bad it's so bad like you get that from the get-go
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mirabel isn't really paid that much attention to it, even when she's trying to help um her grandmother doesn't really like she made like little um petal things outside of the doors as part of the celebration and she actually burnt one. Her grandmother doesn't want her helping. She wants her to stay out of the way. So she goes to her room um, because Peppa, Peppa is the um, mother of Antonio, is looking can't find Antonio. Um and again, we can kind of see how Alma interacts with her, which is just like Peppa. You have a cloud, it's like <laughs> because you can see that she's it's raining on her and she's stressed out because she can't find her son. But Mirabel finds him almost immediately, knowing that he's hiding under the nursery bed. Apparently, she and Antonio have been sharing that room because it's the nursery. I'm mm. just like so. I guess she was probably fine with it, but I mean, like, was she fine fine with it? Or was she just like, yeah, sure, Antonio can share my room, mm. he's just a baby. Like, what what 10-year-old child <laughs> can knowingly yeah. consent to just rooming with a baby for the next five years? Like, anyway. <laughs> um, so Antonio is nervous because, again, it comes down to him. Like, if he does not get a gift at this ceremony... Then it's clear that there's something wrong with the magic. Like, and Minerva's just like, Well, then if you don't, then you just stay in here with me. Like, we're good roommates, right? Just trying to cheer him up. And she gives him a gift of a little stuffed tiger, I guess, knowing his uh, love for animals yeah. already. And that helps give him the courage to go out when Casita informs them of the time. Uh, that it's time to start the ceremony soon so everyone is coming uh, to the house it's like a a huge event the gift ceremony everyone wants to see and they haven't had a gift ceremony I guess in like 10 years since Mirabel so Mm. everyone's coming and we have like in the background Colombia Encanto which encanto itself like the word is like so layered because it means like enchantment or spell but it also means like like enchanted by as in love so Mm -hmm. I'm just like I I see I see what you're doing (laughs) Um, but everyone's coming, we see like Casita is alive and like playing with people uh, how the rest of the family supports and Mirabella is just kind of like trying to stay out of the way until there is um, Antonio's time to go up the stairs to go to where his potential door is waiting mm-hmm. and he's just standing there Nervous, Casita is trying to urge him forward. He won't move until Mirabelle comes out. Like, he calls her to come with him. And she's just like, Mm. No, I can't. I can't. (laughs) I need to be out of the way, bud. (laughs) You know,
0: I'm on thin ice already here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But he's like, I need you. So she goes, she holds his hand, and they both walk up the stairs to the door. Um, Alma does the blessing uh, that she does before and he goes and touches the door and it does not disintegrate. It lights up, it forms into a shape and then a bird lands on his arm (laughs) and he can understand and all of these animals come flooding in at his beck and call and then they go into the room and it's like a whole jungle party room, like trees and giant slides and waterfalls and just like, it's huge. And I think that's the first time. No, what we saw inside of Isabella's room for a moment when Mirabel opened her door, but this is the first time we've seen like the extent of what Casita can do, which is like, full TARDIS just like make the space inside so much bigger than it is on the outside and I was like shit um Mirabelle really was missing out because <laughs> <Yes, laughs> her room is
0: tiny in comparison is. to literally anyone else's room that we see
1: yeah but I mean I guess yeah. it's just it's meant to be a transient room you're meant to have mm. a different room and she just never got that so and least she had to share. So, oh God! Anyway, the
0: injustice <laughs> to this young teen girl, like.
1: But, like, we see that like it's it's a great time inside. Uh, everyone's uh, dancing and having fun. They all gather together to take a picture, and no one seems to cluck that Mirabel's not in the picture with them
0: and like listen she's 15 you guys (laughs) (laughs) she's so young like what the hell like it's so like i understand the the excitement of like oh my god thank like the relief and excitement of the fact that like it doesn't seem that the magic or the miracle is fading or going away because Mm -hmm. here's proof and like everybody's happy and everybody brings value to each other's lives or whatever. But like <laughs> for not one person to be like, oh, wait a minute, we're missing one person. Where did she go? Yeah. What? Including her parents. If I, I didn't want to say. Love her, but like even her parents <laughs> did not clock in.
1: Yeah. I mean, maybe they just thought she was there. But anyway. So. They take this picture and then time seems to slow down as Mirabelle is just like, (sighs) everyone's happy and I'm happy for Antonio and this is fine. Actually, I'm not fine. This is, I just want to be (laughs) one of them. I don't feel like I'm part of any Mm. of this. Um, I just want my chance. Um, And we get uh, Waiting on a Miracle. Which Mm -hmm. I didn't hear Almost until Like I watched the movie I was just like Y'all this song (laughs) (laughs) She's like singing about
0: like Like she can't Like I can't make flowers I can't move The mountains And she's talking about all of these gifts that everybody else has And like she's kind of like what the hell where's my where's my thing um and then oh boy
1: (laughs) (laughs) like she comes to she comes to the end of the song and she's standing in like the courtyard in the casita by herself because everyone's in Antonio's room and there's like this rumbling that happens and a crack forms up the wall and Mirabelle's looking at it like what the fuck is that Mm -hmm. because it continues to like slice and grow up towards the candle and the candle flickers for a moment which never happens like yeah and then there's more rumbling and like a tile falls from the ceiling and then she i think cuts her hand on the tile and then there's just more cracks that continue to form and she is terrified So she goes to tell the matriarch of the family, like, she goes to tell people, like, something bad is happening. And to be fair, to to be fair to her, like, they listen to her. Like, as soon as she comes in, like, in a panic, everything kind of just stops and almost just, like, show me. Um, but, But they go outside and there's nothing there's no evidence of anything that she's saying. Yeah. And I'm just like, God dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Because now it just looks bad. Like, she's trying to, like, take attention away from Antonio, which she would never do. Like, she's so happy for Antonio to have a gift. Like, it wouldn't be a thing. But um, Alma is just immediately just like, you know, everything's fine. Um, you can clearly see the miracle um, is brighter at than ever. We had just a miracle given tonight. Everything is perfectly fine. Um, and Louisa and her dad, Augustine, um, which is also Mirabelle's dad, uh, bring over the piano and they start to play. And they're just like nervously, just like, yeah, everything's fine. <laughs> um, you know, everything's good. Uh, everyone go back to party and Mira was just like I wasn't trying to take she's like, talking she's, to her mother I, she's
0: like I wasn't making it up yeah
1: yeah she's talking to her mother it's just like I saw what I saw and her mom is she doesn't seem to disbelieve her but she doesn't know what to make of the anything she says she's just like I understand that this was like a very stressful night for you and it's just like you're just as special as anyone here you know and it's just like that's not the point of what she's trying to make <laughs> and also you made an arepa that healed her hand like it's really not helping <laughs> but Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Juliette is trying and then her dad comes and he's been stung by bees and it's it's just it's difficult to listen to what they're saying uh, about her being just as much a part of the family and just as special i mean her dad isn't magical he's just a regular human but it's different because he married into the family mirabel was born yeah madrigal so it's it's almost like she was denied a birthright, an, an expectation. and so yeah. without that, she doesn't know her place in the family.
0: Yeah, so and it seems like no one else knows like her place in the family as well. like they don't know. yeah, like what like again, like her value, I guess.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mirabelle is determined that there is something wrong and she's like if there's something wrong with the miracle I'm going to fix it I don't know how but I'm going to that is that is what I'll do but she doesn't know where to start I think uh, I'm trying to remember if she I think she goes down breakfast is happening Um. And she goes down to see if Dolores heard anything about what was happening, but it was Camilo in disguise. But eventually, uh, Dolores uh, says that the only thing that she's heard is the rats talking in the walls, and that Luisa's eye was twitching uh, all night. Which I guess is irregular. So, and like also whatever,
0: just the thought of that being something you can hear is terrifying. Like, yeah, like what is her existence if, like, in the it middle of
1: the night, so some room
0: elsewhere, right? <laughs> like in the middle of the night, elsewhere in the house, in the house that has like rooms that are the size of like small islands. You can hear someone twitching. Oh my
1: god! <laughs> I don't know. I feel. I feel. I thought like her room. Maybe she heard it when she wasn't in her room. But I feel like her room would be soundproof. Like her room would be the soundproof. place where she could get peace.
0: Hopefully,
1: it has to be because there's no record. She can hear everything everything like i noticed um there were some like slow down pieces on tiktok that i saw like when everyone was applauding in the crowd she was like tapping two fingers against each other rather than full clapping like little things like that i'm just like wow (laughs) um
0: that is my girl dolores i'm sorry
1: (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so Mirabelle tries to talk to Luisa, but Luisa is... As soon as she brings up the fact that something might be wrong, Luisa's like, she doesn't want to do this conversation at all. And at the table, they are talking about Mariano's potential engagement to Isabella, which is coming soon. Yes, it's happening later that day. And so... Mm. Mirabelle's trying to talk to Luisa but her grandmother is interposing because she doesn't want Mirabelle being disruptive I guess so yeah. by the time Mirabelle uh gets a chance to part from the table Luisa's already gone she's already in the town going about her duties uh moving uh, churches and fixing houses and lifting donkeys just it's really all of the things.
0: That, by the way i mean like the donkeys kind of make sense to me sure but like some of the other things i'm like why would you need these things moved <laughs>
1: i mean in the beginning she like moved the whole bridge i was like wow but <laughs>
0: Like, I get it. She's um, strong. I love it. But, like, what is the purpose of what you're you requiring for her to do right now?
1: I don't know. But as she's collecting the donkeys, uh, Mirabel catches up to her and it's like, Louisa, I know you know something. Um, Dolores said your eye was twitching. I can see your eye twitching. <laughs> what do you know about the magic? And eventually Louisa caves and it's like, when you brought that stuff up about the house cracking. I felt weak, which for someone with superhuman strength is significant
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then we get into the song uh, Surface Pressure, which is basically explaining how Louisa feels about the whole situation.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. well. <laughs> na, na 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 I really I, I do like the song um but yeah it is I'm like oh girl the pressure of that too of like I think because like of all of the people with the gifts I guess she's the one who noticed anything and that could that is absolutely terrifying to be like I can pick up literally anything and mm-hmm. yet Things are feeling heavy? No. No, no, no. (laughs) That makes no sense.
1: So after uh, surface pressure happens, where Mirabelle actually gets an idea of, like, how much Louisa is... Like, she seems so on top of everything, I think, and just so, like, Mm -hmm. willing to go about and help that I think Mirabelle had no idea of how much pressure Louisa was feeling to be the strong one and be the one that um, keeps the family going and keeps everything um, in order for other people in particularly Alma. Um, because even in the family Madrigal we hear Alma like call Louisa to do like another task and that tends to always be the case. So I think mm-hmm. the town and everyone is just Dependent on Luisa's strength. Um, and Mirabelle is now realizing that actually <laughs> her sister needs a break. <laughs> and she's yeah. just never gotten one. And I think also Luisa felt more pressure before Antonio because she was trying to protect Mirabel in a way. And we see that throughout the song. Like, the way that she shields Mirabelle from everything heavy that is potentially coming. Anything that's dangerous. Yeah. So yeah. Layers. Everything in this movie is very layered. Um, <laughs> but it is from Louisa that Mirabelle gets the next hint which is that if there was something going wrong then their uncle Bruno might have known about it and there might be something in his room that might tell uh, what it is because apparently no one fully knows the reason why he left he just disappeared uh, Mm -hmm. when they were younger so Mirabelle decides okay uh, that makes sense then maybe there is something in that room And she goes to Bruno's room, which is at the top of a tower um, in the house. And in this room, it is... (laughs) His room is so... (laughs) Like, there's a sheet of uh, sand that is coming down. There's a wall of sand that she has to go through. Mm. And then there's, like, a bunch of stairs... (laughs) Like, so many stairs. Like she starts yep. to sing the song of uh, Family Magical as she goes up the stairs. I'm like, that's so precious. Mm. Family Magical. <laughs> There's so many stairs in this house. Hey, <laughs> Bruno, Happy your now, room yeah. is. <laughs> Bruno, your room is the worst. <laughs>
0: just, Which uh, is like, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, if you, like, again, glimpsing into, like, the a few rooms that we do see like they seem to be nice like kind of suited to this person in a way like that in a way that isn't inconvenient yeah this seems inconvenient (laughs) like unless bruno could fly this seems a little bit inconvenient
1: i don't think bruno could fly but i think (laughs) like thinking about think (laughs) like thinking about it i feel like it is a very good representation of how because the room is suited to the person, but I think it's suited to like how the person feels. Mm. So I think his room is already high up in the house, which is a little bit separate from everybody. And then inside the room it just furthers that feeling of separation like you have to go so high and cross Mm -hmm. this bridge which doesn't exist
0: (laughs) anymore she had to like do some like macgyver like rope shit (laughs) to swing over like
1: yeah but it's just like it's so difficult to get anywhere like it's so difficult to reach anywhere mm-hmm. in his room like it's very difficult to reach him because he's not in there um, even Casita couldn't follow them into that room which makes no sense to me because are the rooms like a liminal space in which like Casita has power and has not power like is is the room generated from within them <laughs> because what do you mean
0: I Casita... mean no, I understand it, it it does seem because the rooms are in casita that casita yes. would be able to still be present in the rooms but it does seem like there's a separation beyond uh, the it's, door Maybe it's into the, maybe like maybe a it's, different portal
1: maybe it's the fact that bruno himself is not in the room i don't maybe. know um, or like,
0: yeah the, probably the, it's probably a bruno thing then like a, there's something hinky
1: type of thing. Yeah. But, uh, managed to MacGyver her way across the non-existent bridge um, into, again, this sand cave where there doesn't seem to be anything but she manages to spot what's like a glowing green piece of glass, um, and so, but it's like all of her actions have like started to cause the room to collapse in on itself so she's like struggling to gather all these pieces of this glass because she sees one that has her in it and she's like oh this is something to do with me shit i need to know so she gathers up all the pieces and is like shoving them into her bag as the room is falling apart and she manages to get out um in a burst of sand just as uh the the room begins to collapse
0: yeah the in on itself and it's just like sand everywhere
1: i was sad that they they didn't show how she got back out of the room (laughs) because i was just like i'm pretty sure that was one way that you made it there but you know Mm. it's fine she made it back out of the room and she is still sandy i think she runs into abuela and She's like, where were you? Like, I don't think she's ever been in Bruno's room to know that there's sand in there. I don't understand because you would immediately mm-hmm. be... Like, you're not next to a beach. So there's no reason for <laughs> yeah. her to be covered in For you dust. to
0: be all sandy, yeah.
1: Um, but again, I think it's just, like, Alma not even seeing her properly. Which I did gloss over a part, which was that... Mir- which was just when Mirabel realized that the miracle was dying, which was that she snuck out of her room to to see where the crack oh, had been yes. on the yeah. wall. This is this is what motivates her. I forgot her whole motivation. Um, <laughs> but she snuck out to see where the crack was, and it just wasn't there anymore. And she overheard her grandmother talking to Pedro, who is her deceased grandfather, about the miracle dying and cracks in the casita so clearly she knows that something is up or she believed what mirabel said but didn't Mm. want to show it to everyone at the time not even her own family so i don't know
0: i mean i think i think um ever since mirabel didn't get a gift Mm-hmm. I think that she's been on edge obviously like we can see yeah. by the way that she treats Mirabel but like at the same time after Mirabelle like made this whole thing about like there's cracks and things are going like something bad's happening and like the candle was in danger. Uh, so I think at that point she figured okay there's there must be more to this like Mirabel not having a gift thing like something must be wrong like even if we seem to get to jump over this hurdle with Antonio like we still like something must still be hinky cuz like yeah. why would Mirabel just run into a room being like you guys yeah, the house is falling apart like
1: exactly you know? <laughs> uh she gets into i think her bedroom mirabel does and she she dumps the the pieces of glass onto the table and she starts trying to Assemble them uh, to see what it's about, but I think I think she's talking to herself, and she says the name Bruno as Peppa is coming into the room to to get the rest of Antonio's uh, things that he left behind in the nursery, and just immediately yep. there's just thunder above her head. It's just like. And you can see that like, she doesn't, like, mean it in a way. It makes her look so dramatic. But she doesn't, like, mean it because she's, like, shooing the <laughs> cloud away. Like, she's just, like, everything, she's, like, clear skies. And you can see, like, I mean, Peppa's 50. And I think her having this power of controlling the weather. No one wants rain. No one wants that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. unless it's to make like crops grow or whatever but i think she would have since young been struggling to like contain any negative emotion um Mm. because it just makes an instant rain cloud (laughs) above her head like as soon as she feels anything um that is not happiness so Mirabelle says Bruno as Peppa comes in and Peppa's just like oh no sorry sorry I'm not trying to um, but then Mirabel's like actually about Bruno <laughs> before she can get the Bruno out <laughs> it's just <laughs> Cloud comes back and
0: she,
1: yep. um, Peppa's just like we don't talk about Bruno um, Felix comes in I don't know if he was just like outside the door listening but he's like it was a disaster <laughs> <laughs> I was like Felix, we don't talk about Bruno. And when we get into the song, we don't talk we about don't Bruno. We don't talk
0: about Bruno, no, no. We don't talk about Bruno. And then they're all like he once told me a thing <laughs> that he had no real control over. He just knew that like he could find the thing, I guess. But also it like is so what i understand of his gift is that like he sees he can see the future slash <clears throat> prophecy or whatever once yeah. you've asked him like i don't think he'd like actively be just like trying to figure out what these people's lives are going to be like in five years time unprovoked yeah, no. you know no, so exactly. like
1: like he, later on like we see that he has to go through like a whole like process of setting up yeah so he's not just like willy-nilly just being like oh yeah your fish is gonna die like he doesn't do <laughs> that and so I'm just yeah. like so
0: like but like they all paint this out to be like he's evil because he told us a bad thing that would happen and it's like you must have asked him, like not even that. Like he's you said, evil. there's so much effort, like yeah, but there's not so even much effort involved evil. in seeing that.
1: Like he's the cause of it, and I'm just like, yeah. All of these things, like most of them, not not all of them, Our but most of them, yeah. They sound preventable, <laughs> like <laughs> like maybe not the fish dying because that's a process, but like mm. he said, you would grow a gut did you work out like what did you do um he said he said i would lose all my hair and i was like that sounds like genetics but i'm so sorry (laughs) he didn't make that happen (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah. like i feel like he probably took a look at your dad and (laughs) was (laughs) like
1: oh my god
0: yeah i mean it's still a good song but also when i heard i was like this is very different to what i imagined it to, like this is like how huh, I don't cooler than I imagined it to be cooler. like I <laughs> expected it to be good like I expected it to be good and I expected to like it because like mm-hmm. everyone else did and you know I mean all the cards were stacked up for me to like it regardless but it it's just like so much more like like vibey I don't know <laughs> I don't know what what the adjective would be But like it's just cooler than I thought it would be.
1: (laughs) Did you see? Also, Dolores
0: has like a bit where she's like. I doing her little bit. I love it. The
1: worst. The worst thing about Encanto is I know most of these songs. Like I know most of them in my head. Like. I don't know surface fresh mm. that well, but like Dolores' whole like the rap bit. I know this whole song. We don't talk about Bruno. I know the family magical, <laughs> like back to front. It's so, uh, it's bad. Yeah. Um, Cause they're, it's, it's bad that all of these songs are this catchy. But yeah. did you see him? Is the question. Did you see Bruno? And we don't like, talk about Bruno. The song? Yeah. Not when Peppa mentions him. So, go back and watch the uh-huh. movie. And this is a this is a hint for <laughs> everyone. There are hidden Brunos. Yeah. In the beginning of this movie, um, the this is the second one, where when it's Dolores's bit, if you look at the balcony of Casita while she's talking, Bruno mm-hmm. walks across the balcony. And then, um, I think I think it's um, actually Camilo, but there's a point where you could see him like bobbing his head to the side. Um, like, he's listening to them talk about him. <laughs> when they were setting up for Antonio's gift ceremony, if you look over Mirabel's shoulder, again, out to the balcony of Casita, Bruno is there looking through some plants and I saw that and I was like oh. what the fuck <laughs> I was like okay, that's terrifying and, like, watch again. <laughs> that's creepy <laughs> um so again spoilers I guess for the rest of the movie Bruno's here um he disappeared yeah. but he's here but also uh,
0: at this point at like at this point in the movie he's he's like the villain which is why yeah because it's like because, like, even in the song where they're talking about why he's the villain, it's like, I truly don't see what he did wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I get that you're upset, but what?
1: <laughs> I mean, Dolores and Isabel are the only ones who don't say anything bad about him. Isabel, because her prophecy was nice. Which, I mean, it sounds nice to others, but I guess to her it was kind of a stress for reasons that we'll get into later And then Dolores, during her rap bit, she literally just said, I can always hear him sort of muttering and mumbling. And I associate him with the sound of falling sand, which could mean his room, but could also mean this little thing that he does that we'll get into. And he's just like, no one understood his prophecies. Like, do you understand? And I was ruminating on it a little bit. And I was like, Dolores? must have had a terrible childhood because she was around 10 or 11 when Bruno left (laughs) and so for the next 10 years she had to hear him scritch scratching around the walls of the house and she couldn't bring it up to anybody (laughs) just just going around just going around the house just like because if she tried to bring it up to her mother like mama no no can't talk about Bruno to her (laughs) (laughs) and then like she tried to she can't tell like her little brother and like I think Alma was probably pissed off at him for leaving so I don't think Dolores I mean she's a child so I guess she just like dealt with it (laughs) Yeah. Which is which is again yeah. more trauma for, for her. Um, for her, yeah. But girl. at the end of the song, um, we can see that Mariano because this is the this is the evening that Mariano is going to propose to Isabel. It's a whole dinner party. Um the gooseman's mm-hmm. his family are coming. Mm-hmm. Like they're doing like this whole little slow march through the town and everything. So Mirabel is putting the pieces of like the, the broken prophecy together and she sees that it's her standing in front of a broken casita and it's like, oh great, this is what I need. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. What does it mean? Because she doesn't have the prophecy maker to tell her. So yep. her dad comes in at the end and is like, "Girly, what are you doing?" And she's just it just explodes out of her, just like, "I found a prophecy in Bruno's room, and it has me in it, and Cielo is gonna fall apart, and I think it's all my fault, and I think the magic's dying." Just <laughs> laughed. And, and it's her-
0: like, oh boy, because <laughs> Velas is around, girl. Like, come on, now. yeah.
1: So her dad, like, to his benefit, is just like, we can't do this. We can't do this right now. So he's just, like, packing the prophecy away in his pockets. Like, you didn't see any of this? You did not go into Bruno's room? You did not get this prophecy? Nothing nothing happens. No one needs to know. And Dolores is across yeah. the balcony and is just like, huh, I know. And she walks away. <laughs> and it was just like, she's going to tell everybody. Because apparently Dolores is a gossip. So... <laughs> <laughs> I mean it is I rather mean, that's It fair. is rather terrifying news to be fair like <laughs> so they they go down to dinner and <laughs> uh they're like the gluzmans are making small talk um Everything is going perfect. And then you cut to Mirabelle, who's like scooping salad into her plate, staring across the table at Dolores, who looks yeah. terrified. <laughs> <laughs> so scared. <laughs> She's like, Dolores, don't you dare. And like, as soon like, as Mirabelle... I
0: cannot take my eyes off Home Girl, <laughs> And then like someone passes like... Uh, something across that like uh-huh. obscures her vision for like all of two seconds, and like the moment we see the lotus again, she's like whispering, whispering into into her to Camillo, and it's like,
1: Oh, and like <laughs> oh, Camillo, no. on hearing that, he just transforms into mirabel Bruno, and then his face is just like a discombobulated. It's like oh, oh, um. Mm. And his dad is like, Camilo fix your face Which apparently I guess this is like a thing that happens sometimes if he doesn't like know what to do with his face. It just ends up Mm. (laughs) messed up, which is so weird to think about. Like you have to think about (laughs) like at some how do you how do you know what your base is? When you can shapeshift. Yeah. Apparently it gives him like an identity mm. crisis. But how do you like... You have to remember what your base form is to go back to all the time. Like how do you do that when you're developing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's true. But yeah, yeah, like if you get into these powers... Maybe they possibly, powers, like
0: showed him like pictures of himself or something. Like maybe, remember this one's you. <laughs>
1: maybe. I don't know. I kind of wish they had gotten into like the other... Um, the, like the cousin's powers and how they feel about them um yeah but i guess there wasn't i mean there was there weren't that many songs in this movie i feel like that could have fitted in somewhere but it's fine um mirabelle is now helpless to stop this because Camilo then goes and tells um his dad what dolores told him uh something something about bruno and Mirabel. A prophecy and Phoenix just spits the water everywhere. There's no hiding that. It's just like, is something wrong? It's like no, nothing's wrong, <laughs> of course. And it's just out of it's out of control now. Now Augustine knows that Phoenix knows. Um, so it's just there's no stopping it because Phoenix then tells Peppa, which then generates. I uh, Ray Cloud and the Peppa's rage. trying <laughs> is trying her best. It's just like oh no, there's something terrible happening. <laughs> I can't I can't In she's like trying to this
0: also like Mirabel is trying to like speed up the process. Yeah. Cause she's like it's about it like the powder keg is about to explode, so she's like uh, okay, you really like her, right? Okay, propose. And he's like, okay, I was going to sing. And she's like, no, 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 no. The turn is <laughs> we sing after. Like, propose right now.
1: <laughs> and to his credit, like, Mariano is trying to go with it. Um, but then Mirabel yep. notices, like, these little uh, Antonios. I don't know what they're called. Um, but one of Antonio's animal creatures picking the pocket of her dad and taking the pieces of the prophecy out. And they're like mm. assembling it together. And I'm just like, what are y'all doing? So she's crawling around under the mm. table, trying to trying to get the pieces of the prophecy. And the storm is brewing above, and like everything is like going out of out of order. And then um, Mariano uh, is trying to propose in this rainstorm, and <sighs> God the pieces of the thing get assembled together. There's chaos at the table. Um Surprise. uh Louisa! Louisa! I forgot about Louisa! <laughs> Louisa comes in and she's like, I've lost my powers. And everything's going wrong. I forgot that earlier. That's when she ran into the grandmother. Because that's when um she was like, whatever you're doing, stop. <laughs> um, stop. Yeah. And but now Louisa is like she's trying to lift the pot and she's just like sobbing because she can't lift anything everything's too heavy she's trying to bring the piano in and it's like too heavy for her to lift and she's just really upset mm-hmm. and it's just all chaos and then the the um prophecy is assembled and it slides down the table to Alma and <laughs> to seize it Oh, uh, uh, also somewhere during this, Mariano ends up punched by one of um, Isabella's flowers. Uh, like the bud just <laughs> shoots up and yep. bumps him in the nose real hard. <sighs> it's just chaos. Chaos. <laughs> and Mirabel <laughs> is at the end of the table, like she's on top of the table, reaching to try and stop it getting to Alma, but it's too late. Yeah. And then. I think she like runs and gathers it up um or no the little wombat creatures take it i don't remember but i it a lot happens
0: um Mm, i mean yeah a lot (laughs) happens in the span of like one minute
1: (laughs) how did she oh the creatures like they took the piece of the they took the pieces of the prophecy and she was trying to get them back she ended up running like into a secret passage. Um oh, um the
0: the rats. Like I think. The rats. Go, yeah. Like up into like behind a painting. Mm-hmm. And so she's like what? And she opens the wall. The yeah, thing and goes there we go. The, behind a painting. The, the the wall.
1: I guess Bruno sent <laughs> the rats to collect the um to collect the prophecy. A little late, my guy. But um mm-hmm. <laughs> We find now that there is a man that has been living behind the walls of the casita um and he now has the pieces of the prophecy and Mirabel's chasing after him, but Bruno does parkour so um <laughs> yeah. she she can't quite keep up with him um and she ends up falling like some of the wood that like, cracks underneath her, and she ends up falling um and we She's don't know like how hanging deep, on yeah how yeah. deep down it goes She's like
0: hanging on and uh bruno comes back to like help her but then he falls over and then yeah. um they're like hanging on and then he like the their grip loosens or whatever and he like lands on the ground and it's just like two centimeters <laughs> and he just uh, it is, is just like because there was like uh mist smoke thing that was like obscuring the depth of that
1: hole yeah realizing that it's not that deep they help each other get back up onto the platform the wooden platform and bruno's just like bye (laughs) and (laughs) And she's like wait she's like wait no 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 um you're bruno uh you need to tell me about what this is. She's like, I I don't do prophecies (laughs) anymore. Like, this is... Mm -hmm. And he's doing all of these little, like, superstitious things. He's, like, throwing salt over his shoulder and knocking on wood every turn. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess trying to ward off, like, the bad vibes that he, I guess, believes comes from him. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's clear that he hasn't, like, been around... People and it's so sad. It's so sad because Mirabel ends up following mm-hmm. him to his his room in in the behind of the house, um, where he like watches rat telenovelas. Um, it's literally
0: it's literally just like these little like placards that he's painted, I assume, with mm-hmm. like little holes where the faces of the human pictures are and it's he's just like this is a telenovela, this is a game show, this is another thing, and it's like, oh
1: buddy <laughs> And you see like when he's like set up, he has like this little table and it's actually oh, peeking through <laughs> Yeah, it's like peeking through into where the the dining table is and he's like painted his own little plate on the huh he's like painted a plate onto like his own makeshift table with his name on it uh, because that's where he sits and he's just like i still love my family um i didn't want to leave and we find out that the reason that bruno left to begin with was to do with mirabelle it was because of that prophecy because when Alma, his mother, asked him like, what does it mean that she doesn't get a prophecy? Like, what does this mean? Um, He looked into the future and that's what he saw. And he knew that like, I guess it was 10 years ago so he was 40. So at this point he knows his family. He knows what his mother's like and mm. it's he knows it's gonna be bad for Mirabel if he comes out and tells Alma like the house is gonna fall apart like he doesn't know which way it's gonna go because with the prophecy depending on how you look at it the house is either healed or it's broken but it all comes down the fate of it comes down to Mirabel which yeah. has a lot of pressure on a 15 year old but mm-hmm. imagine it if it had been a 5 year old so he left and he shattered the prophecy and he's just like I don't want it's safer for Mirabel if I don't tell anyone what I saw but he knew I guess that there was no way around not telling his mother what he saw like he couldn't just be like oh I didn't see anything <sighs>
0: So he decided
1: to live in the walls. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Bruno's just like, I'm sorry I couldn't see more to tell you more, but that's all I know. And Mirabelle's like, yeah. And then she's like, wait, no, see more, actually. We're going to do this again. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's like, like, have another prophecy. You're going to tell me what this is about. And she's like, oh, God. I don't like you broke my sand room like I can't even use that and Antonio comes because the rats have told him everything so (laughs) they decide to use his room um, to do the to do the spell to do the, the, the foreseeing and initially Bruno just sees what he saw the last time he sees like the house breaking or being reformed. He doesn't know. It comes down to Mirabelle. But Mirabelle spots something different, which is a yellow butterfly, which she then guides Bruno towards looking at. And he's like, I can see it, but it's out of order. I don't know what it is, but you're embracing someone. And Mirabelle's just like, who? Who is it? And it's Isabella. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and it's like what <laughs> it comes down to her hugging Isabella that's what she's like she's like excuse me out of all of the things
1: out of all of the people and Bruno's just like so delighted it's just like oh so the candle will burn brighter if you hug your sister that's not so bad and Mirabelle's face is just like so unamused it's just like every time I can't <laughs> win like they're never happy <laughs> <laughs> Mirabel decides like if this is what is necessary, then this is what she'll do. They exit out of the painting and Bruno is just like kid, like you got this the fate of the house again. <laughs> Good it bad, comes-
0: goodbye, and then knock on wood, knock <laughs> on wood, knock on wood.
1: <laughs> yeah. But Mirabel also like tells I don't know if he like thinks that it's true, but Mirabel says that she plans to bring him home once she fixes casita. And once the miracle is fixed. Which, again, it would be nice. Because yeah. now that the cat's kind of out of the bag, he doesn't really have to hide anymore, to be honest. But I guess it's just like he's gotten so used to like not being around, he doesn't know what to do. So, yeah. Mirabel goes to um, Isabella's room, which is Coated with flowers, flowers everywhere, mostly roses of um, the pink, uh, purple, and red variety. <laughs> mm-hmm. And some white. Isabella is like on this like bed swing where she. I feel like when we looked in her room initially, that's not what it looked like, but you know what? Never mind. Um, <laughs> but she's on this bed swing and she's just like, you ruined everything after i told you specifically to not ruin things you just had to come in you ruined my engagement everyone's stressed looking for you mariano's nose is crushed like all of these things are your fault you should apologize to me and she's like apologize (laughs) (laughs) but she's a hero on a mission so she starts to apologize but it goes wrong because she's just like you're so entitled you get everything like god you're the worst and Isabelle is not having it uh, especially after she calls her spoiled and she starts to drag Mirabelle out by vines uh, out of the room but it comes out while they're arguing that Mirabelle no Isabella actually didn't want to be engaged to Mariano um, mm. and that she felt like burdened to be perfect uh, all the time so she had yeah. a pressure cause like
0: like Mirabelle sort of like sort of not implies but like says like you know, what do you have to fucking complain about? Like everything just is for you essentially. Yeah. And you're perfect and all of that. And she's like, well, I had to be like, that's how everyone saw me. And so I had to like fucking keep up that that facade. Like it's not something that I necessarily want to do, but I have to be perfect. Like that's my job um which is another like pressure that i guess we didn't know about like from getting her powers i guess but like that like this extra pressure that she has which is like it's a weird pressure to have because it's like they don't really require anything of her she just needs to be flawless.
1: I, think, I think she might not have felt that initially in the beginning but i think similar to louisa um, she just felt the need, like, to not have things go wrong, and yeah. like she could see that Alma was worried, so she made it her duty to be like, okay, I'm going to be the perfect one. Nothing is going mm. to go wrong with me and anything I do, the way that it did with Mirabelle, and you know, Alma, That's uh, grandmother is going to think that everything is fine, and I will do my part.
0: And then she makes a cactus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah she makes a cactus out of strats and she's like wait I can make other things like it. I don't understand how it like never like dawned on her because she makes like vines and roses and all of these things but a cactus <laughs> but it starts like, to be it's like
0: asymm- it's asymmetrical and like it's prickly and it's like oh hang on <laughs> So I can I, do more than roses.
1: It's it's actually really pretty, um, and so she's now like, what else can I make? Like, can I just make anything? And we get the song. What else can I do?
0: What else can I do? Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, the whole time, Mirabelle's like, let's hug. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, bring it in, bring it in. Let's hug. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, uh, like, trying to be, like, let's speed up this process, please. Um, but again... But it's, it's you know. interesting, because she's, like, uh, Isabel is, like, having this whole, like, awakening of, like, oh my god, I have more power than I thought. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. And she is a I-
1: mess. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's, like, discovering part of her sister that she didn't know, because she just thought that Isabel's life was always perfect and not seeing mm-hmm. that she was actually like I guess she made it seem so effortless the yeah. amount of effort that she was putting in <laughs> to be perfect like all of the practicing that she probably was doing um, Yeah, Um
0: I mean she does show the like statues yeah. of her perfect poses that she yeah. like practices all day or whatever and it's like Jesus Christ that's that's tough
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh but yeah the sisters begin to bond um and Isabella's powers just explode out of the house there's like puffs of um flowers of different colors and all of these things and they just completely coat her dress um and her hair as well and They spiral upside. And the thing is, her power spreads beyond the house and it goes all the way down the street in the Encanto. Um, And it catches um, notice. It catches Alma's notice and the rest of the town because, again, Mariana gets punched in the nose again. It's so sad for him. Um, (laughs) But Alma's looking at this like, what is happening? What is going on? she's mm, out of this control is typical. Yes. <laughs> um, and she sees from a distance she sees the form of Mirabel and Isabella on top of the roof mm-hmm. she's like no the sisters embrace and then the candle grows brighter and the cracks recede a little bit and they fall mm-hmm. down um, into like this bunch of like flowers that I guess Isabella conjured um, in the courtyard of Casita And everyone's coming out just being like, what is going on? What's happening? Mm -hmm. What is all this? And Alma is just like, Mirabel, whatever you're doing, you need to stop this immediately. Louisa's weak. She's so sad now. And you've got Isabella out of control. Look at her. Look at what you've done. You're completely disrupting this family. And As (laughs) as <laughs> like, on, like,
0: wait a minute. Like when we hugged the candle like was burning like brighter for a moment. And Alma's not hearing
1: any of that. No. She's and I think she's like, I Bruno's prophecy, um it's like I, I can't remember what she said about the prophecy specifically, but it's like there are ways to fix this and I think Alma says something like, Bruno didn't care about this family. It's like, oh, because um, Mirabelle's like, I'll never be good enough for you. None of us yep. will. Because she realizes no matter what she does, she's always going to get the blame. Which is what Bruno was trying to prevent by leaving. But it's still mm-hmm. happening anyway. Yep. And when she brings up Bruno, Alma's like, Bruno didn't care about this family. And she, Bruno loves this family. He loves his family so much that he <laughs> he, he left to protect me. <laughs> um, and like as everything is coming out of Mirabelle's mouth about how our uh, almas have almost mistreated them over the years, you can see the cracks in conceited just beginning to grow again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's, we have hit the point of no return. Um and Alma's like, I won't let you hurt this family and Mira's just like, you're the one that's hurting this family and Alma looks so taken aback Um, <laughs> but then the house starts to fall apart and yep. uh, Mirabelle asks Casita to get her up to the candle so that she can like try to save it. The others try to use their powers to get up there but their powers are failing and so Casita does their best to like, save them and usher them out. Meanwhile, Mirabelle's parents are like calling her like, Mirabelle, just leave it! Cut out, the house is falling apart! Which, yeah, it is. Mm. But Mirabelle's determined to like try and get up there to save Casita and save the miracle. Casita pushes everyone out of the house, just like, dumps them. And she gets up to the candle, but it's barely there. Anymore, there's hardly anything, and the house um crumbles around her. Bruno gets out after saving his rats as well by busting through a wall. Um, Mm -hmm. and Casita's final act is like creating this little um protective uh set around her set of like pieces of furniture around her. Um, yeah, so as it falls, as the house
0: falls, doesn't you know crush her,
1: yeah. But Casita disintegrates. The house is gone. Mirabella's is covered in ash. And it looks and like... the
0: candle is like flickering out and then it dies.
1: Yeah, it's completely gone. And everyone's powers are gone as well. Her parents are glad that she's fine. Uh, it seems like someone's hurt because uh, Peppa calls... Uh, Julieta away from tending to Mirabelle and like looking around at the destruction Mirabelle just decides to go. Um, she doesn't know what to do so she leaves and everyone's looking for her after the fact but she's gone off into the mountains. She ends back up at the river that we saw in the beginning when Alma was telling the story. And Alma finds her there, um, saying that she hasn't been back there since Pedro died. she starts to tell that she had her own faults for trying to be so hard on her family because she felt that they needed to earn the gift that they had been given. Like, it came up and it protected them and she felt like they had to deserve it. And in doing so, put a lot of pressure on her family to keep it going. And we get the backstory again, the one that we had in the beginning. But we get it from a little bit before, when Alma met Pedro. And to the time that they found out that they were having children. To uh, when they had to leave because of the violence that was happening um, in the war time. And Pedro's death, which, in the beginning, when she tells the story, you can he see the of
0: difference.
1: Disappears. <laughs> it, he just dis- like you can see the people coming, and he likes, and you can see like her face looks sad, and she's like kneeling on the ground, reaching for him. In the second telling, you can see how much she minimized her pain in telling that story yeah. to Mirabelle when she was a child, because her face is, t- she looks. Destroyed by what she mm-hmm. sees in front of him, like Pedro dying, wrecked her emotionally. Like she had three babies, and it was just this outpouring of pain and love. Yeah, that caused the miracle to form in the beginning. That pushed those. That like, the miracle. She talks about the miracle as if it came from nowhere, and I'm pretty sure the miracle came. From her. It came. Yeah,
0: from like, from her grief. Like, that moment was. That moment created the encanto and like the candle that she kept burning.
1: Dos Oruguitas almost wrecked me. It almost ruined me. Like, that song, (laughs) as soon as I heard the beginning of it, I was just like, Mm. oh no. Because my brain instantly (laughs) recognized it as the part that, um, Alma sings in Family Magical, the melody that she sings, which is different mm. to Family Madrigal. And I'm just like, she's always been there. Like, her heart is there in that moment with Pedro. She's never yeah. left it. And you can see, yeah. because she put on that black shawl um, at the end of the song, and she, wa- she wore that shawl all the way through into adulthood. She never... Let I mean and we saw that she still talks to Pedro Um, so like it's been 50 years Mm -hmm. and her grief and her pain and all these things I guess she's just never dealt with properly because she had children to take care of, she had a community to take care of and it all fell to her and there was no one to take care of her which is so sad, and a lot of people, I see like villainize Alma for like how she treats the rest of the family, and I'm just like she's an antagonist, but she's not a villain. Um, yeah. she is a source of difficulty for the rest of the family, but it's 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 hard to like immediately villainize her just because she's she's done bad things like yes, yeah, she's she's the like the source of generational trauma but she carries her own trauma yeah and i think
0: like up until this moment where we get to see the backstory it is yeah. very easy to be like well clearly she's she's i mean she is in the wrong absolutely 100% yeah um but the humanizing of her and sort of giving like not excusing but like giving context as to why she behaves this way i don't know to me like it does make it not okay but Mm -hmm. understandable as to where how she got to where she is and why it is she is so intense Mm -hmm. um about everything but, yeah, like, again, like with the sisters and the pressures that they felt, this is another, like, person in this, uh, in this family dynamic that, like, is dealing with a lot more than they put on, like, that they mm-hmm. let people know. And that's, that's tough because, like, no one's really talking about, like, how, how much pressure they're all feeling um mm-hmm. they're all suffering through it alone. Yeah. Because they feel like it's up to them in some way to maintain, you know, some semblance of like normalcy and you know, keeping everyone happy and everything good. Um which is sad cuz you know, again, no one's talking to each other.
1: Yeah. But she does, uh, Alma, does what a lot of um, people in this situation don't do, which is apologize. She apologizes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see, like, the beginnings of a reconciliation. It's nice to see. Mm-hmm. Bruno comes riding in on a horse. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because he's just like, no, it's uh, everything that happened was my fault. And you can see that Alma's just so happy to see her son. (laughs) And he's like,
0: I I, think I missed some things here. (laughs) Yeah. Because
1: I don't know if that's how she would have reacted if she saw him before this. But here she's just happy to have him back again. All of them head back to the family, to, to the house. Um... And, of course, um, her parents are happy to see Mirabelle again. And also, they get to see Bruno. And Peppa and Julieta are just like, mi hermano, my brother. (laughs) Um, And they go Mm -hmm. and they hug him. And they're just, like, so happy to see him. Everyone's just happy to see each other I mean like they just had like a really traumatic event happen to them <laughs> so yep. um and also they don't have any powers um so they don't know what they're gonna do how they're gonna rebuild the house but they've been servicing this community for the entirety of their lives so of course in this moment the community comes to help them and I don't know how long it takes but they are they rebuild Casita, they rebuild mm-hmm. the house um In all of you all of you (laughs) it's through this that we see like people are getting through with their powers like Luisa's opening up a bit about how she cries sometimes Mariano (laughs) Mariano's like I have so much love inside me I don't know what to do and Mirabel's just like uh have you met my cousin Dolores and Dolores just (laughs) like thank you goodbye Uh, And you can see that they're going to start something, uh, potentially, even though Mariana's just like, let's get married. And Dolores is like, hold up, buddy. Uh, It's like, (laughs) we'll see about that. The house gets rebuilt and it's almost completely perfect. um, But you can see that the family is standing around and they have something to give to Mirabel, which is her own doorknob.
0: Listen, I had already been <laughs> sobbing from like when the casita broke apart. Like I'd been sobbing that entire time. The 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 doradav, Like I like I went into like existential crisis or something. Like I was like crying even. I was like already like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm like, no, don't do this to me. <laughs>
1: Oh, God. Um, But more over, like, the family, it seems like they made the doorknob for her. Uh, Like, it's the front door. Like, I didn't specify. It's the front door. Like, they can't get into the house without her. And they're like, you're the real gift. Um, We've seen how hard you've been trying, how hard you've worked. Like, we're recognizing your efforts now. Mm. So... Let us into the house. And as she inserts the doorknob into the door and turns it, the house lights up with magic once Mm -hmm. again. Um, and the casita comes back to life and the candle is restored, um, because a transformation has occurred within the family itself. Um, like the butterfly metaphor is strong all the way through this like (laughs) dos origitas to caterpillars i i can't even say dos origitas without feeling emotion in my throat that song that song um um but yeah a transformation has occurred within the family they're gonna start healing together hopefully um and that is what brings the magic back the encanto is the love that is shared within the family it doesn't have to be born of grief it can be born of something else and mm-hmm. they end up taking um, a new family picture um, and Mirabel that and Bruno are <laughs> in it this time well, it's, yes, a, it's a mess, yes, it's a mess but it's a, it's a happy mess
0: um yeah and i the prophecy came twice came true twice like the yeah. she was instrumental in the wreckage of it and like participating in the argument she had with alma and then was also very very much a part of why like it being rebuilt mm-hmm. so both things happened
1: yeah I think Bruno saw it as an either or, like we have to like try to prevent. But I mm-hmm. think it was like most of his prophecies turn out to be inevitability. Mm-hmm. Um but he just didn't know which part came first. Yeah. So True.
0: Yeah. And then that's the movie and tears, 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 happy, happy. happy.
1: <laughs> so I guess now we'll get into our ratings, um, our standard rhetoric. We start with music and choreography. Um, the animated choreography, Mm I (laughs) so I've seen, like, clips of the videos where they have based it on actual choreography, some bits of it, Uh, um, very good, uh, but there's not that much Like the, we don't talk
0: about Bruno bit, right?
1: Yeah, we don't talk about, Yeah. And also, like, when Mirabelle does her, like, little kick at the end of Family madrigal on the bridge. Um, got mm. the animation so pretty on her skirt. Uh, anyway. Uh, but there's not that much choreography in the movie. So, music. Almost everything is a bop. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really hard to be, like... Like, as soon as I heard... Family Madrigal the first time, I was like, I'm going to fall in love with this movie. I got so obsessed. I was just like, I need to watch this movie. <laughs> if this is the, I don't know how many times I listened to that first song when it was like the only thing that was completely out. And then surface pressure was great. I was a little confused about how like empty surface pressure sounded, but I grew really to love it. And then what else can i do a hurricane of like stop Mm -hmm. my god Mm -hmm. stop everything is great but it's just everything is so fun and so full of life and it's just like i mentioned this at the beginning but it's kind of like what you needed and i think that's why so many people latched onto it so well because right now it's just like so bright and oh my god um but yeah, no, Lin Lin really did well with this. So for music, I'm gonna I'm gonna I haven't given anything high ratings in a in a while, but I'm gonna give the music 4.5, 4.5 butterflies. Honestly, that
0: is, that is a very fair uh, rating. Cause like yeah, like you said, like songs, the songs are really great. Um, I'm probably gonna rewatch Encanto sometime soon again, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, really, I really like them. Uh, I like the little choreography they did in We Don't Talk About Bruna. Um And, yeah, I can't, I can't really think of a song where I was like, Ugh, let's skip it or anything like that, you know? know. Um, and, you know, also, it's Lynn like I'm not <laughs> super surprised that I, I like the music and like yeah. whatever you know you want to think about him being in literal like involved in so many musicals in the last yeah. like two years is whatever um, but it it never seems or feels like he's phoning it in and definitely not in this um, in this musical like Mm -hmm. he absolutely was in his bag Um, and yeah I think 4.5 is yeah 4.5 butterflies I I, I second that
1: I said I would give it more if there were more songs (laughs) (laughs) that's my only complaint there's like there's not enough songs for me and that's because it's a Disney it's a Disney and they don't have that many songs typically, but I'm just like, I wanted more songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My yeah. God. Um So going next to a uh, story the story was was good. Like I don't like there are movies that are made with like real actors that cannot contain this much plot in the amount of time that this Disney movie has managed to like it was it was full through it was generational um trauma it was like so the characters were so relatable um and then like you have this like one girl who is not as gifted as the rest of her family and it's like you have one person and they go on an adventure and then everything's happy at the end that is the streamlined Disney plot mm but it felt different, I guess, because she didn't go anywhere. The journey was through her own family. And it, it like, it's full of, like, magic and mystery and all of these things. But for most of the thing, she never left her house. Like... <laughs> True. <laughs> like, you realize, like, I mean, her house is, like... A magical place of wonder and mystery but she never really left her house like she went through like her family and she discovered like things that were breaking them apart and she f- healed them or started to anyways not it's not fixed i won't say it's fixed um mm. but it was it was great to see that kind of journey and looking into people's relationships more because also a lot of times in these Disney movies they focus on the, the person, the main character um, and their personal journey more yeah. than anyone else's and I feel like we got to see more of other people's and it really helped the story feel grounded in the world so yeah for story <laughs> mm-hmm. I just, I, just I, I love this movie too much like there's sometimes when I like am I too old to watch a Disney movie and I'm just like no no mm-hmm. this is great um, but yeah for story I'll give it uh, like I mean it's gonna be another high one like 4.25 yeah 4.25 prophecies <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, I agree that like, the story is really good. It is, the characters are fully realized. I think the one theme for me that I guess like really hits is, I mean, all of the themes hit, but like the one that I keep coming back to the one of like, people really not communicating their pain and mm-hmm. the way in which they're trying to hold everybody up, I think is such a relatable, like it, it is such a relatable struggle of being like, like in my house situation, I, a lot of the time I'm like, you know what, I'm just, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mention that I'm sick. <laughs> like yeah. everybody's doing fine. right? Let me, let me just suffer a little bit. But also like this protagonist who, seemingly is less gifted or whatever than everyone else is. Like and like seeing how unvalued she feels and how unvalued unvalued people seem to like make her feel unknowingly. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think like a lot of what the uh, sort of people not talking about how much pressure they're under probably started started with her uh, gift ceremony where they're like oh shit okay now I got to be on my game Um, and that's kind of like sad but it was an incredibly emotional incredibly like well presented story yeah Um, I was in it all the way through Uh, everyone was sympathetic or likable in some way. Um, like you mentioned earlier, I would have loved to know the struggles of the others, like the the cousins, like what's going on in their life? what's going like what is what is the thing that's that they're keeping from everyone because that's inevitable and <laughs> that is something um, that is happening there too. Um, But but also, also, there's not enough time.
1: (laughs) Also, also, like, adding to that, I kind of want to know, like, what Julieta is going through, like, Mirabel's mother. Because I feel like she would... Mm. She's... She's a healer. So she is under a lot of pressure to, like, keep everyone healthy in the family. Um, But also, like, she's always cooking. Like, she's always she always has to be prepared for any eventuality. And that's a little crazy to me because she seems the most fine. Which, to me, I feel like I'm reading too much into it. I feel like that <laughs> makes her not fine. Because <laughs> no one is fine yeah. in this family. Yeah. Like... <laughs> oh, God.
0: Agreed. Yeah. it would. So, yeah. I mean, there's not enough time, but it would have been <clears throat> nice to dive deeper into the other characters um Mm -hmm. but that's just sort of wishful thinking of like maybe an encanto like series like they're doing with all the other fucking Disney. oh my god if they make an
1: encanto series please (laughs) disney please
0: (laughs) that would be nice so like you know holding out hope for that um given all of that i said i think i'm gonna give it four prophecies
1: see now you just got me thinking about an Encanto animated series like they've made it for mm-hmm. other shows That's they've made it for other movies they did like, it,
0: they're doing it for Princess and the Frog they're doing it for Moana they're doing it for they've done it for Tangled there's yeah
1: please oh my god what anyway Um <laughs> overall enjoyment uh I I mean, there's no mistaking how much I enjoyed this movie. Like, I enjoyed the crap out of this movie. If not, I was like... I think as... Because I'm from the Caribbean, everything felt a little familiar in a way as well. Like, just the look of the place and, like, the colors and, like, the look of the buildings. We... um, Where I grew up, it's not, like... Spanish inhabited. We were colonized by the British. But I've been to places that have like, like neighbors of us that have buildings like that. So everything is just like grounded in my mind a little bit. And a lot of what they wear, well, not so much um, uh, Isabella, but it's very traditional wear Mm -hmm. that I've seen on actual people similar things. So I think for me it was just so fun to see a Caribbean ish story. Um, even though they're Colombian, I'm not taking anyway anything anything away from Colombians. It's yours. Um and mm. it's for the Latinos. But I feel kinship to it. Mm. Um and it helped me feel more attached to the story. Um so, overall enjoyment, I am going to give it... I mean, nothing's been low, so it, it can't be low. So, <laughs> uh, I'll give it... Imagine
0: you give it 4.5 for music, 4.25 for story, and then you give it, like, a 3 for enjoyment.
1: <laughs> it's like 2. I enjoy it. I don't know. Um, no, I'm, I'm going to give it a uh, 4.25 for enjoyment uh, 4.25 candles miracle candles.
0: Sweet. I enjoyed it obviously. Um, I think anytime a movie can make me cry, you can assume I was emotionally invested. <laughs> um, <laughs> like any time that I've ever said that I've cried, I' I think I've probably had a fairly high rating of that movie. Um, so this is not any different. The songs are great the story's great the look of it is great the like everything was i it was just like you said it's like a a like a nice little reprieve from like the drab like existence that we're having right now Mm -hmm. um and like all like i don't know it's great (laughs) it's it is like a little bit of Light and color in all of this gray of 2021 and 2020 and whatever. So I enjoyed it, obviously, and I will give it a 4.25. 4.25 Miracle Candles. Now it's time for obsession. Uh, uh. (laughs) Now it's time for obsession. Let's go. Okay, this is a part. Of, <laughs> this is a part of the uh, podcast where we usually talk about things that we like, are interested in, have been obsessing over, um, in musical, musical theater, and theater news type stuff. Uh, occasionally, we just do news type stuff <laughs> where mm-hmm. we just say, okay, this is a thing that's happening rather than like, this is a thing that I've been thinking about for the last two, two like months or whatever. Um, and so my thing today is one thing, and is that Ariana, De- Ariana DeBose is going to be hosting um, Saturday Night Live next week, so 15th of January, and that's exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm just like super, I don't know, excited for her because from the bullet role of like this future dancer to, you know, the prom West Side Story and now oh, she's hosting Saturday Night Live. Like I'm super excited for her. Um, so that's happening. 15th of January next week, marketing our calendars or whatever or you could just like wait for the clips to show up on the internet because they will
1: um yeah that's my one and only thing um there's not really uh, that many obsessions that we can have right now because everything is almost shut down like we're not in a quarantine again but everything is almost shut down again mm-hmm. um and also um we have to pay respects to so Betty White passed away um like I don't know, seventeen days before her hundredth birthday. birthday. Yeah. Um, so that's sad. We'll just we'll just say she was a hundred, it's fine. Um she's had the longest TV career um by an entertainer female. She was she was she earned that world record in 2014 and in 2018. So she's done a lot and also she was uh, advocating against racial injustice in 1954 by hosting her black tap dancer friend on her variety show even though people campaigned against her to take him off of it. Um, And also she supports LGBTQ rights. So I'm gonna put respect on Betty White's name. <laughs> because she she deserves it. Sydney Poitier, uh, recently passed away as well. So Sydney, um, I've seen him more, um, well, not more, but I I remember him more, um, because mm. I saw him. I think like one of the earliest things I saw him in was in A Raisin in the Sun. Um, I think we watched it, uh, when I was in theater in high school uh, something. <sighs> and, I don't know, he, he was Bahamian as well. So again, the Caribbean just coming. Um, and he managed to do so much and further, um, like, Black people on film. Farewell to both of you. You will be greatly missed.
0: Thank you for listening. You can follow us in social media if you want to know like when things are happening or things are not happening. Um, mostly, I post that kind of thing on Twitter, which is TMMTm at TMMTm podcast. Um, but occasionally, I do on Instagram. But if but Instagram is mostly for like what's coming up as well. Um, in case that is. More, what you're interested in, in which case it is also at TMM TMM Podcast. We have a Tumblr, tell me more, tell me more podcast. We have a Patreon, um, patreon.com forward slash TMM TMM Podcast. You can email us at tell me more, tell me more podcast at gmail.com. We have a playlist or playlists of songs that we like from each movie that will be updated. I say that every time um, that is Tommy Moore Tommy Moore no TMM TMM podcast on Spotify and it is the profile and not the podcast itself. You will find a playlist for every year that this podcast has existed. So so long as like the songs, are available on spotify they and we like them they will be on the playlists catch you next week or next time with the next <laughs> week. um so until then uh, for tell me more tell me more the podcast i have been your host leah
1: and i've been your host sadistia
0: and we'll see you next time bye
1: goodbye
0: hi it's leah again With an epilogue this time, usually I make this sort of announcement as the prologue to the episode. However, I'm shaking things up, which is in keeping with the announcement itself. We are shifting our upload day from Mondays to Wednesdays so that it fits better with our schedules. And hopefully it will still fit with your schedule because you kind of can listen at any time really. But I'd also like to apologize again for being absent in December. Like I said before, it didn't really feel feasible at the time uh, because of my health. However, you can look forward to more episodes to come. Until then, goodbye for real this time. Bye.